Welcome to Harvest. Thank you so much for being on time. Let's all stand. Greet your neighbor in the name of Christ with a warm hug or handshake, whatever. Okay, uh, let's come before the Lord and worship Him. Dear Heavenly Father, you are our holy God, and we come to worship you. Search our minds and our hearts, and bring to our, the forefront of our minds if there is any evil or wicked way uh, in us, Lord, that you want to deal with us. Lord, we submit our sins to you. Thank you so much for the cross. Thank you for your holiness, which demands uh, absolute purity and cleanliness. Um, thank you for dying on the cross so that we can approach you. Lord, we invite you to come and inhabit our praises, Lord, as imperfect as it is. We give it to you, Lord. You are holy, and we want to bless you, Lord. Thank you, in Jesus' name. Are you guys ready to worship? Yes. Amen.
offering from your hands, from your hearts. Amen. Good morning. My name is Leslie, and I'd like to welcome all of you to Harvest Community Church this morning, and especially those of you who might be visiting. We especially welcome you. Um, we certainly do um, have to be thankful for the victory that we have in Christ that we just sang about. And actually, there are two more things um, we have to be thankful for today. And one is um, the cooler weather. Um, I'm sure you guys are all glad that that's here. It was so nice to be able to put on a sweater this morning. And the other thing is another victory, the Dodgers last night. Dude, then who watched the game? Yay, they clinched the game four. So um, why don't we all greet each other and say, go Dodgers. My pleasure. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. really good. It was really Thank good. So, um, I wanted to first remember to ask the, if you're visiting today to please be sure to fill out um, this orange sheet right here and put in the offering basket later. Also, if you have any prayer requests, um, we do want you to fill these. This, um, please put them on here as well. We do pray about them, and in fact, we will be having a prayer meeting um, this Wednesday. Um, and I'll go through the announcements if you want to throw up the announcements up. Okay. Uh, I, actually, next Sunday is the last Sunday for two uh, things we're doing. The October Spam PB&Jam Food Drive, um, which is run by Katie Lee, and also Operation Christmas Child. So this is, these are both just great opportunities for us to give back to our community and those in need around the world. So we hope you'll participate in that. Um, as I mentioned, Prayer Circle is this Wednesday um, at 8 o'clock at our house, my house, the app's house. Hope you'll be there. Um, I'm like, why? Why is this all blurry? The glasses are on my head. Okay. Oh, so much better. Okay. <laughs> all right. Seniors will meet for Bible study this Thursday um, at the Irvine Presbyterian Church. Um, it's a busy week. On Friday, we also have our all-church business meeting, and we hope that all of you will attend. This is at Irvine Presbyterian Church, and it's especially um, important, and I think um, would, you, would be of interest for you to attend, especially as, as our church is in a time of transition. Um, you can get the updates of, of what is happening with that um, and also be able to um, just see about the, the health, health of our, our church um, at that meeting. important thing is to please RSVP so we make sure we have enough food for everybody. Um, the park. Um, we'll be meeting on Saturday, November 4th at Irvine Press, and you'll notice that we have some empty chairs here because the park is at retreat this weekend, so um, we'll continue to pray for um, their safe return this afternoon, and we're excited to hear all the things that they've, they've learned this weekend, and I'm sure they're having a wonderful time. Um, also, next Sunday is the SPINS meeting, um, just a, a good time um, for people who might be grieving um, for any reason, whether it be the death of a loved one or the loss of any kind of job or something else, um, please, please join us um, for that as well. Men, coffee and donuts on November 11th. Um, and on November 19th is our Thanksgiving lunch. Um, most important is please do RSVP for that. And I just wanted to encourage you that this is a great time to invite somebody who maybe you've been wanting to invite to church um, maybe there's somebody at work or a neighbor or a friend who's been wanting to find an opportunity to talk about God with. Invite them to lunch, and then they have 
um, the, you know, they'll sing worship songs with us, they'll hear a message, and they'll um, be able to, to meet some people here at Harvest, and um, we'll love them, and we'll take care of them, and we just, so this is just a great opportunity. We'll ha- we hope we'll have a great turnout. The most important thing is Cindy and Kenny asked that you do RSVP so they can make sure that they can order enough food. Um, and the last thing, excuse me, is um, next Sunday will be um, a meet and greet with Pastor Gary Stubblefield. As you know, he is going to be our interim pastor, and he officially starts this Wednesday, so it's happening. Um, yay, we're so excited about that. Um, but, but you will have an opportunity to meet him in person, just be able to ask him questions, um, just get to know him. Next Sunday, November 5th, in the library, we'll have a, um, a meet and greet right after service, so we hope you'll join us for that. So um, today's meeting, uh, uh, today's meeting, today's service, Sean is going to be talking about um, a, a leader and following the leader, and Sean asked me to talk about um, a, a, one of the good bosses that I've had in my life and what made them a good leader, and this is appropriate. Actually, National Bosses Day was two weeks ago. Did you know that? Yes. So every day is Bosses Day in, in your house. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so I thought of three traits, and I actually thought of my, my current boss. Um, actually, um, I've, she's been my boss for about 15 years. I'm just a good friend. But three things that I think make her a good um, leader are, one, she's very accessible. Um, we have an open-door policy, and we joke about it because we don't have offices. We have cubicles, so the door is really always open. Um, but she is always available, um, and it doesn't matter, you know, who you are on the totem pole. Her door is open, and she's always willing to, to spend time with you. And I also meet with her one-on-one once a week. We have weekly one-on-one meetings. Um, and so that, to know that I always have somebody that can go to anytime, but also on a scheduled basis is great. Um, another thing that I think makes her a good leader is she's a good listener, and we do something called listen backwards. Do any of you have been through, like, any kind of coaching training and what that means is when someone tells you something like, oh, that person, you know, was really talking over me at the meeting. And then she'll go, oh, it sounds like you were frustrated. You know, like, you just kind of speak it back to us. And then they'll say, yeah, it made me really frustrated. He goes, oh, well, why do you think you were frustrated? So just really good listening. And, and that's, that makes her, um, I think, good leader because she really seeks to understand um, what people might be going through. And the third thing is she's really humble. Even though she is the boss, she, we, she leads a team of 50 people in my department, um, she will pitch in and do anything that's needed. Um, it shows a lot of humility. Um, I think a lot of you know that I work for um, the Auto Club magazine, Westways, and we have something called Find the Poppy in the magazine. Do any of you look for the poppy? Oh, good, good. Okay, and then if you find the poppy, you write where it is on a postcard and you send it in, right? And we get hundreds every issue of these, of these postcards plus online entries. And you have to know that someone has to count those postcards. So there have been times where I've just been busy, and my boss will just go, she's the publisher, but she'll say, give me that box, I'll count them. And, and to me, that just shows a lot of humility. She doesn't have to do that, but she does. Um, so she's not one of those, you know, big casting vision, kind of standing up and, and kind of bosses. She's really a gentle leader, and she leads by example. Um, but because she is the boss, because she is the publisher, she, I give her my respect. Just because of who she is, she is the leader of our department. So she deserves that. And then, and then she also, um, because she shows by example, I want to follow her, I want to obey her, I want to do the things that she asks of me. So 
Today, we're going to hear about the boss of the universe <laughs> and, um, and what it means to lead in, be, in obedience to him. And John is not the boss of the universe. I'm just saying that John's going to talk about the boss of the universe. <laughs> All right. Um, so, thanks, Leslie, uh, for that great introduction. It uh, sounds like your boss is really great. Um, uh, speaking of, of leaders, um, you know, I have a, a little kind of, I don't know if it's a game or not, but it, a kind of a little icebreaker here for us to kind of look through. And, and it's about um, leaders, okay? So, um, so I know that you guys, um, I, I know that you guys uh, are up on current events, right? And so I'm just going to go through and, oh, whoops, I'm sorry, I'm in the wrong place. I, I, don't, I don't read from notes, so sometimes I mess up. Um, so so um, I don't know, how many, how many of you guys read the blog this week? Was, I try to make the blog really short so you can read through it, but, um, okay, a few of you. Um, somebody approached me this week and said, hey, I feel just like that. Sometimes I feel like um, people are looking to me for leadership, and I'm not, kind of, I'm not an adequate leader, right? And um, so I know some people uh, feel like being a leader is intimidating. How many of you feel like being a leader is intimidating? Okay, yeah. Um, especially being a leader in the church, okay? Coming up here on Sundays, it's like, ooh, what if I mess up, right? So um, sometimes it's, um, it's, it's intimidating, like, what if I start a cult or something? Um, no, uh, okay, so, so in, in order to ensure that I'm not starting a cult, I'm going to uh, preach from the Word of God, <laughs> okay? It's always a good thing to open up the Word of God. Um, I'm also a, a leader at work. Um, that's a little bit different, right? Um, it's a little bit different leading at work, but people are expecting something from me still, right? And sometimes I feel like I'm just a person, okay? So in order to relieve me a little bit, uh, my boss gave me a book, okay? And it's this. It's The Leadership Gap, okay? And um, this person, Lolly, Doskal, whatever. Problem I have with this book, okay, is there's three things, okay? The first thing is this. Like, when I first picked up the book, I'm judging it by its cover, right? You know you're not supposed to judge a book by its cover, but I did it anyway. Um, what gets between you and your greatness, right? What gets between you and your greatness? Is that what being a leader is about, my greatness? Okay, so immediately I'm like, oh, that seems weird, right? Then the second thing was, okay, where am I trying to go? Okay, am I climbing this ladder upwards, like this corporate ladder? Is that what... Is that where my goal is, right? And then the third thing I had a problem with was this, was this little gap there, right? It's like, oh, you're saying I have gaps? Oh, no. Like, and so if I read this book, then I'll, I'll fulfill all the, all the gaps? Huh, that's kind of weird, right? Um, so I didn't want to read this book, but I, I started reading it because my boss told me to read it, and so I figured I should probably do what my boss says since they pay me money. Um, so I, I read it, and you can't judge a book by its cover. It's actually different than the cover. Um, it's, it's, it's about leadership, right? And, and this message is about leadership. Okay, so here's the game. Okay, 
Shout it out if you know who these leaders are. Okay, leaders throughout the centuries. Okay, shout it out. Ready? Okay, easy, right? Okay, was he a good leader or not? Okay, if you think that he was a good leader, raise your hand. Okay, good. All right. Here's, here's the next one. Ready? Okay, tougher. Nelson Mandela. Who else? Bishop Tutu, good. Okay, good leaders, raise your hand if you think yes. Okay, good. All right, next one. Gandhi, okay. Raise your hand if you think he's a good leader. Okay, Pat put his hand up right away, it's good. All right, ready? Uh-oh. <laughs> okay, everyone know who this guy is? Okay, you don't have to say if you think he's a good leader or not, all right? He's our leader, all right. Um, and, and for these next ones, just, just say the names. I'm not going to ask you if you think they're good leaders or not. Ready? Rick Warren, right, Saddleback Church. Okay, who's the next one? Bill Hybels from Willow Creek. Okay, incidentally, both of them are retiring after 40 years of ministry this year. Amazing, right? Two mega churches. Okay, ready? <laughs> Curtis Lowe, right? Good leader. Good leader, all right. Okay. Okay. Who knows who this is? Gary Stubblefield. Good. Okay. These are all church leaders. Okay. What are some characteristics of church leaders? Um, just say, say some characteristics. What? Charismatic. Okay. Good. Like, you want to follow them because there's just something about them, right? Humble. Humble. That's, that's a good one. That's, that's different from the world, right? Everyone likes a charismatic leader in the world, but humility is something different. Empathetic. What's that? Empathetic. Empathetic, yeah. That goes right along with humility, right? Yeah, make difficult decisions. Make difficult decisions, good. Reflective. Reflective, Okay. Vision. Anyone else? Spirit-filled. Okay. These are, these are just some of the ones I came up with, um, kind of along the same lines, but just, just a list. Okay. Um, so that's, that's it for the introduction. Let me, let me pray for us um, before we actually get into it. Father, we, we saw some good leaders through the ages, and they're leaders of people, um, people um, just, just along in this, in this life, which is where we are. Um, and we're always looking to leaders, um, but we look to you first and foremost as, as our leader. Um, Father, we pray that you would, uh, you would not, not just speak to us during the time, because we know that you're always speaking to us, but um, tune our ears so that we can hear what you have to say to us. Tune our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So I always start in a good spot to start about leading, okay, uh, to learn about leading, okay, and that's, that's the holy word of God. I encourage you guys to open it up and read it every day. It's good. And uh, actually, Leslie's going to read out loud for us. Can you turn her mic on, Matthew? Now when Joshua was near Jericho, he looked up and saw a man standing in front of him with a drawn sword in his hand. Joshua went up to him and asked, are you for us or for our enemies? Neither, he replied, but as commander of the army of the Lord, I, now, I have now come. 
Then Joshua fell face down to the ground in reverence and asked him, What message does my Lord have for his servant? Okay, so what's going on here? Okay, I'll, I'll start from the beginning a little bit. Remember the Israelites, okay, in the first five books of the Bible, the Israelites are journeying from Egypt to the promised land in Canaan. And it's interesting, right? They go through this kind of roundabout way because they have to go to Mount Sinai first, and then they wander in, in the desert for 40 years um, where every single one of the Israelites, including Moses, died except for two guys, uh, Joshua and Caleb, right? And so now Joshua is the leader, um, and, and he's going to lead them to the promised land, right? He, Joshua, right? Um, and here's a, a zoom in of the map, right? And so they come this way, okay? And then there's the miraculous crossing of the Jordan River, and then there's the circumcision at Gilgal, and then they, um, and then they end up attacking Jericho, right? So that's kind of a little bit of a background. Um, so, so the city of, of, of Jericho is all shut up because they heard about the crossing of the Jordan River, and so they're all scared, right? So they're all shut up inside their city. They're re- ready for attack. They got the gates drawn. They got tar and rocks um, up at the top ready to throw them down on the Israelites, right? Um, I'm sure you guys all know about this medieval attacking scheme. Um, and so... So what do most, most leaders do before a big event, right? What do most leaders do? They motivate, yeah, they, uh, they like motivate the troops, okay, yeah. Okay, they prepare, okay, that's actually what I was looking for. They're scouting the enemy, right? Like maybe they're walking around, and I, I think this is what Joshua is doing, right? He's, he's scouting, he's looking for what's going on. And as he's scouting, what happens? He sees a man in the road with a sore drawn, okay? Now, what do you do when you see a man with his sore drawn? Like, pretend like, put yourself in the Wayback Machine and pretend like you're, this, you're, you're a soldier or the commander, and you see a guy with a sore drawn. What do you do? Draw your sword. Draw your sword too, right? Because you got your sword drawn, you're going to, like, hack me to bits or something. I'm going to draw my sword too, right? And, and, then, um, and then he asks, whose side are you on? right? Because everybody wants to know that, right? Like, especially if you've got your sword drawn and that guy's got your sword drawn, like, we better make sure we're enemies before we start killing each other, right? So he says, whose side are you on anyway, okay? And, and you know, it's, it's a funny thing because I, I hate it when, 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 when this is, you ask a simple question, right, and you get this, this strange answer. Neither, right? Neither is the answer, I'm not, what do you mean by that? What the heck? Okay, the PG-13 version. What the heck, okay? God always does this, though. Like, when, when, whenever they ask Jesus a question, he always answers with, a, with an answer that they're not expecting, okay? But I do want to talk about this a, a little bit. Why is it that it's, there's two answers, and he doesn't say, I'm with the people of Jericho, and I'm with, or I'm with you, right? He says, neither, Okay, Okay. Um, for those of you taking notes, um, God is the leader, not Joshua, by the way. Um, God, is, God is actually not on our side. Okay, that's really strange. Like, you always want to think that God is on our side, right? And, and I always think that he's on our side, but actually, we're on his side, 
right? He's not, he's not in it to help us accomplish all our, all our missions, okay? We're, we're supposed to chase after him, all right? God is in charge, okay? So as, as, we, as we move forward in our church during this transition time, one thing that I'm hoping is I'm hoping that we don't expect Gary to be our savior, okay? Because there are two reasons, right? Number one, it's not fair to Gary. It's not fair to expect a man to, like, change our lives and change our hearts, okay? Because we already have a savior, right? Jesus is our savior, okay? God is the one with all the plans, Wesley. The commander of the Lord's army replied, Take off your sandals, for the place where you are standing is holy. And Joshua did so. All right. Take off your sandals, for God is holy. Take off your sandals. Okay, the ground is holy. Okay, what does that mean? Okay, like, isn't that a strange thing? Like, okay, like you walk up to this place... And, it's, and God says it's holy ground, so you have to take off your shoes? Okay, what, what does that mean? Okay. Um, how many of you guys have a garage that looks like this? Okay? Okay, mine does. All right. Raise your hand if your, your garage looks like that. All right, good. Um, so, so why are there all these shoes here? Anyone? Jerry, what did you say? Asian. Asian people, Okay. <laughs> Why do, why do Asian people take off their shoes before they go in the house? Keep the house clean. Keep the house clean. They don't even get their house dirty, right? Okay, that's, that's good. Okay, is that why God wants him to take off his shoes? Like, oh, like this, this special plot of dirt is dirty? Not, you don't want to get this special plot of dirt dirty? Okay, no, I don't think that's it, right? Okay, here's another reason, okay? Raise your hand if you, if you think you know what this is. What is this? TSA. TSA, right. Okay, good. So this is TSA. How many people have been through TSA? Okay, how many people took your shoes off? Okay, why did you take your shoes off? What's that? Bombs? Okay, you, you have bombs in your shoes? Okay, you could have bomb, the shoe bomber. Could be, okay. You didn't sign up for pre-check, that's right. Okay, so, so follow that logic. Okay, why, why is it okay for some people to not take off their shoes, but for others, they have to take off their shoes? Okay, and, and what, why do they have you take off your shoes? In Europe, they don't have you take off your shoes. In China, they don't have you take off their shoes, right? Why, why do you have to take off your shoes? Okay, the answer is because they said so, <laughs> okay? They're in charge. You take off your shoes because they told you to, right? Okay, God wants, his, um, God wants his presence to be set apart, to be holy, okay? And so he t- tells him to take off his shoes, okay? That word holy, it means set apart. It's something different, okay? There's something different Okay, so if you take off your shoes, there's something different. You know that there's something going on here. Okay? Um, there is no one like God. Okay, does ever, any, anyone disagree with that? Okay, there's no one like God. 
He's number one. Okay, do we treat him as holy? Do we treat God as holy? Do we set him apart? Like there's no one with a better plan than him? No one that we need more? Okay? Or do we treat him like a vending machine? Right? Do we treat him like a vending machine? Or do we treat him like a wishing well? Okay? So, so how many people, when you pray, you pray like this? God, help my plans to succeed. Okay? That's what I do most of the time. I pray that he would make my plans succeed. Please help more people to come to my, you fill in the blank, church, meeting, small group. Okay, more people means good, right? That's what we always think. Okay. My work projects as well. Please help my work projects to go well. Okay, that's what, that's what I'm praying for. Okay. And I'm not saying it's wrong to pray. Okay. Um, let me give you an example of praying. Um, how many people know somebody who's just recently been in, been in surgery? Okay. When, when, when somebody goes into life-threatening surgery, okay, you better believe I'm praying, right? And, um, and actually, I've been in the OR a few times for, for my projects, right? And when I go in, in the OR, I'm not only peeing in my pants, but I'm praying because I'm praying that this person doesn't die, right? I, I think it's okay to pray, right? But God, that's not the only purpose of prayer, just to ask him for stuff, okay? God wants us to pray so that we can talk to him. We can tell him our concerns. Um, God already has his plans, right? He, he has plans already. We don't need to tell him everything, um, although he wants us to tell him things. That's kind of a weird paradox. Um, Prayer is not about, um, about just asking for stuff. It's, it's about our relationship with him. Okay? And we need to treat him as holy, as set apart. So that's the next point, that God is holy. Okay? Do we recognize that God has a plan? Okay. Do we trust that his plan will work for us? Okay, is it going to work out, or do we want our plan to succeed? Or do we want his plan to work out? And do we recognize that God is the one who's holy? Okay. All right. Don't get fooled by this in your notes. I did this to you guys already, right? It's not results-oriented. What is it? It's obedience-oriented, right? Okay, God has plans that are foolishness to the world, okay? And um, we'll go back to the uh, scripture because it's always a good thing to do, going back to scripture. Okay, God has plans that are foolishness to the world. Okay, let's look at God's attack plan for Jericho, okay? So remember, they crossed through the Jordan River. That's a pretty cool thing, like um, parting the waters and walking through. Okay, but then he does this really silly thing, right? He has them all get circumcised at, at Gilgal, okay? If it were me and I were in charge, okay, I would have them get circumcised here, right? 
Because what happens when you get circumcised, okay? You're, you're not walking too good for a few days, I would guess, right? And so they get circumcised right next to Jericho. If the people from Jericho were really smart, like, they go, oh, they're getting circumcised. Let's go kill them while they're, while they're down, right? But no, he has them do it right here, and, and somehow everything works out, okay? So that's a really strange plan that God has them do, and, you know, that's, God does it and it works out. Um, the next really strange thing is um, walking around in circles, okay? <laughs> Who thinks this is a good plan, okay? Walking around in circles around Jericho, right? Like, most people say, like, oh, yeah, you got to build battering rams, and you got to um, have lots of arrows and everything. God's big plan is to walk around in circles, okay? And God can do that because he's God, right? And he can make those walls just fall down in an earthquake or whatever you want to say, right? But God can do that. But my point is that God's plans seem very foolish in the world's eyes, Right? Because, like, to the greatest military commanders of the day, they're going, don't walk around in circles around Jericho, right? They're going to throw rocks on you, and they're going to shoot arrows at you. But it seems like everything worked out, right? Why did everything work out? Okay, everything worked out because God is holy. Okay, God is set apart. God has his plans, and God has his power. Okay? He made those walls fall down. Okay. Um, okay. So, a little example for you. Okay, from my own life. Um, and I know I talked about DJ, and Marissa says you talk about DJ a lot. And and you know I talk about DJ a lot because he's he's a miraculous event in our life, right? And and it's just like when 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 I talk about it to this day. Like, my jaw still drops at, like, God's faithfulness to us. Okay, so, to be honest with you, I was concerned when we were adopting DJ, okay? Um, and this, there was a few different things I was concerned about, but amongst them was a uh, financial piece, right? I was worried because having a third child is going to be expensive, he's going to be in the hospital all the time, who's going to pay for this? Like, um, and, and so I was, I was a little bit concerned, right? Well, um, because also we're... I don't know if you've ever heard this term before. We're sitcoms, okay? Anyone know what sitcom is? Okay. Single income. We were two kids, okay, and an oppressive mortgage. Okay, sitcom, <laughs> right? So, so we're sitcoms, okay? But you know what ended up happening? Of course God provided, okay? Right after we said yes to God, okay, the day after, actually, I remember, my boss called me into his office and he said, Sean, I'm giving you a promotion. <laughs> oh, great. That's really great. Okay, and then four days after that, my company, uh, a small startup company, I was employee number five, okay, my company got bought by Terumo, a Japanese company. Okay, so we actually got bought out that day and I got um, all my stock options were accelerated. And God certainly provided for us. He's provided over the years. And, um, and when we obey, I think that God provides for us. Okay? I know that he does. Um, so conclusion. Okay, I always have trouble with conclusion. You know this. Um, so do you want to see God at work in our church? 
Okay, I want to see God at work in our church. Okay, start by knowing who the leader is. Okay, sorry, Daryl and Jerry. Um, it's not us. It's not Gary. It's not Daryl. It's not Jerry. It's not me. Okay? It's God. God is holy. Um, start praying. Okay, not just for our plans at harvest to be fulfilled. Okay? Start by praying that we would understand God's plans for us. Okay, you see the difference? It's not about our plans. Like, we could plan on great strategies, move into this building, have, like, a 5,000-person service and great sound system and really good organization, okay? And, and say, God, please, let our plans be fulfilled, right? But where we need to start is we need to start with saying, God, what are your plans for us? Okay, obedience-oriented. Once we get a clear picture of what God is doing, we follow, okay, even if it seems like foolishness. Okay, how about you personally? Okay, do you want to see God at work in your life? Okay, it's the same thing. God is the leader. He is holy, obedience-oriented. It's the same thing. Okay, how do you know that God is leading us? Or how do you know what to do? Okay? It starts by reading the Word of God. Okay? It starts by praying and really seeking Him. How can we, how can we know the will of God? How can we know God if we spend no time with him. Okay? How can we know God if we don't read the word of God? How can we re know God if we don't pray? Okay, and I'm not just talking about praying, please help me do this, please help me do that. I'm talking about praying, really trying to understand God's will in your life. I'm talking about praying, asking God to change your heart. Okay? It all starts with reading the word and praying and really seeking him. Okay. What gets between you and your greatness? Okay. That's not the question. Okay. The question is, what gets between you and your God? Okay. This is the real question. And the answer <coughs> is nothing. Okay, nothing gets between you and God because of Jesus. Okay, he's the sacrifice. He's the bridge. Nothing gets between us. You know what, actually, you know, there's no, there's no gap here, right? It's not like the book where there's a gap in, gap in the stairs and you're trying to get, to get to God. There's no gap here anymore, okay? But... This week I'm going to do, I'm going to ask you to do something crazy, okay? I know life in Orange County, super busy, right? Super, super busy. Like, you're off running to uh, meetings for music or baseball or, like, um, shuttling kids everywhere, especially as parents. I know it's super busy, okay? Um, 
But I'm asking you this week, okay, to take inventory of your life. Okay? By that I mean, think about your life. Pray about your life. Okay? And think, man, am I over here, like, running around in circles, like, trying to, trying to do stuff, all this stuff over here? Okay? Or am I, am I meeting with God? Okay? Figure out one thing. Just one thing for now. Let's start with small steps, okay? One thing in your life that's hevel, okay? Vapor. One thing in your life that isn't going to last eternally, okay? And then pray about it. Pray about it and say, God, I'm going to replace this one thing, just one thing in, your, in my life with spending time with you. Just one thing. Let's pray. Father, um, thank you because you are our leader um, and you are holy. You are a holy God. We pray that we would never, we would never set us, set um, set ourselves up as the leader, but we would set you apart as leader, that you would be holy. Father, we pray, we pray especially that, um, that we would obey. And whatever, and whatever we see from you, we would seek you out and we would obey. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So if you're here for the first time, please don't feel obligated to, to contribute financially into, uh, to the offering bag. But we do ask that you put in the <coughs> welcome card, the orange welcome card, fill it out. And if you have any prayer requests, uh, please fill that out. Uh, we have uh, a team that will pray for you. If you want to keep it confidential, please mark it as so. Okay. Let's all stand. to see.